What up, y'all? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to hi, hi. another episode of Tinseltown Tea. We're on episode 84 yes. now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Woo. We Woo. have an amazing <laughs> episode for y'all. We're going to be interviewing a super talented, multi-hyphenate black creative named yes. Alicia Minakaya. So stay tuned for that in the main segment. But uh, like we it. always say, Tinseltown Tea, we are just some black female writers. And we okay. want to teach y'all about skin rhyme about the industry from black female perspective i mean shit. that's right i don't know how like, to say shit. period come it on the journey with it. us because we're on our way to that writer's room honey we're going to be Facts. creating and we know y'all are going to be creating with us so all we want to do is share and really celebrate those black and brown creators that are already doing it you already know what we're about you already know what we do exactly um, don't act and new. We, okay <laughs> <laughs> And with that, uh, we're going to get started with our Would You Rather. Uh, y'all know I be getting really super creative with these. Yeah, she's um, so good at these. I just copy and paste mine from the internet, but <laughs> Judith B, she's on it, okay? It is so silly. But yeah, so this one I think will be fun. I don't know why. Maybe I was in a violent mood. I don't know why, but. <laughs> did you wake up was... and choose violence today? Yeah, I did. I chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> and you wake up and choose violence, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how it's gonna come out. So you have one punch, and it lands. I want to make sure it lands. Ooh, okay, it connect. Okay, love that one punch. Okay, would you rather punch Donald Trump or oh, yeah, yeah. okay or, or <laughs> your worst, the worst ex you ever had? And I'm gonna add something else behind that. You get okay. to choose where to punch this person so um of course trump there's really no (laughs) one that can be worse than trump at this point um none of these niggas are worse than trump so truly i only date niggas so (laughs) um so yeah he's getting punched and it's going somewhere where it can be on the internet's so I don't know where it's gonna be, but as long as it's on the internet afterwards, yes. so it has to be in an open place where it can, <laughs> I just want it to be on Beyonce's internet. So, <laughs> and are you punching? Okay, anywhere. Okay, cool. Anywhere hurts. I get that. That's great. I love that you're like, no, no, no. This must be posted. This must go viral. We yeah. everyone must see. I don't yes. care where I punch you, like what part of his body. I don't care where it's at yeah. as long as it's on Beyonce's internet somewhere. Yeah. Everywhere, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what about That's you, girl? Awesome. No, I'm with you. I'm yeah. punching Trump dead in his face. If it's connecting, <laughs> I want it in that eyeball. So he walk around with that big ass knot on his fucking mm. eye, bruised up and everything. Looking at everything mess, as he usually everything. does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Now I know he'll I rebuke it, but I, he'll probably sue the shit out of me. But I think it will be worth it. <laughs> like, you know what? It was. This is how this is how I'm gonna be known on the internet as the woman who punched Trump dead in his face. Like honestly, anyone is like nat- national hero, honestly. Facts. Facts. And he's not the president no more. So the Secret That's Service right. Secret Service can't come for us for saying this. So well, I think they still can come. They I can't come they for me. I'm be like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. not you. They can't like, come. They for not me. coming for me. Can't nobody come for me. Can't who gonna check me, boo? Uh, who gonna check <laughs> so, me? Boo? Secret Service gonna be like us. <laughs> <laughs> no beach. Okay, I'm from Florida. Try me. <laughs> I'm from Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang is what Corey said. Hey. Okay. <laughs> not throwing up gang signs i'm just doing this. but yeah we just you know <laughs> i'm you, y'all just, know what we mean yeah yeah i don't know y'all know what we mean <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, child Ooh. that was a great mm. would you rather keep them coming at this point yeah. judith might as well come up with all the would you rathers <laughs> i mine are lame mine are just lame compared to her they're copy and pasted from the internet so Girl, yeah bad. i think judith will do she will be the creative voice <laughs> behind all the would you rathers from now on she's so creative i stand okay appreciate you all right so moving into our Mm -hmm. no better do better which is where we tip a trick lesson learned either about screenwriting or the industry or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck we want to talk about it could be live shit i mean like i said who gonna check us um (laughs) so (laughs) mine is a network network net 
work. Well, okay. Mm. You literally cannot get any. I'm, well, should I say that? No, I think it's yeah. safe to say that you can't really get anywhere that you want without collaborating with people. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Anybody that you admire in this industry or in any other industry did not get there by themselves, no matter how, even if they say that they did, they are lying. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to collaborate, which means that you have to network with people. Um, because how are you going to find the people to collaborate with if you are not networking and talking to people, getting to know people, putting yourself out there? I know a right. lot of times in LA, especially in this industry, the entertainment industry, whether that's film, TV, music, whatever, it's mm-hmm. a lot of schmoozing and ass kissing going on. Child. I don't recommend that type of networking. I'm a real bitch. I'm going to keep it real. That's at right. All times. I believe in being authentic with your networking. That's right. Um, actually, and that means not just like, I don't know how to say it. That doesn't mean just like seeking someone out because of their status or what they can do for you. Right. Um, right. Seeking them out because you genuinely want to learn from them and you want yes. to also add value to their life in some ways. So 100% that to me is authentic networking and actually just trying to build real relationships, not just trying to use people because ill like who the fuck Truly. you think you are trying to use somebody I mean, like trash. no like <laughs> mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i know with writers especially it can be difficult to yes. be to network to put yourself out yes. there to talk to folks um even myself people think i'm so extroverted but bitch i'm not <laughs> this is all an act i mean it's not an act i have a big personality yeah. which helps yeah yes. but um yes. mm-hmm. i never thought of myself as extroverted people just see me as that but that's they're not just Concerning between my big personality, if that makes sense. So yep. um, it is very hard for me. I do have social anxiety to get out there and talk to yeah. people. Um, we do interviews on the show and I get nervous before interviews because I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk to someone Child. for an hour. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just a matter of getting over that fear. It, yes. you, you are never going to get anywhere if you are living in a pool of fear. OK, yeah. you have to hop out that thing. OK, dry yourself Come on up. Out. And come on, come on now, because um, you're literally never gonna get anywhere if you're sitting behind fear. So, yep. Um, as scary as it may seem, just be yourself. Um, yes. People sometimes people know that writers are awkward. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Just, Big facts. Yeah. Be yourself when it comes to networking, and just try to get over the fear and realize that. There. What's the worst that somebody can say to you when you're networking? They can yeah. tell you what. Leave me alone. Okay, bitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll look at them. Walk a flock of meme. Okay. Yeah. Like, all right. That's fine. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna burst into flames. You're not going yeah. to nothing crazy is going to happen. So, yep. Um, yeah. So those are my networking tips is just not, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I know it's easier said right. than done, but push yourself out of your comfort zone when it comes to networking and be an authentic person, which really comes down to being yourself. If something, if you're doing something um, and you're, if you're doing something in the name of networking, it doesn't feel right. Then that means it's not right. If you feel in your gut, like this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel me. Like you feel like you're being fake. Then you're probably being fake. So always listen to your gut and just be real. That's what I got to say about networking for sure. Amen. Those people tend to get far versus the people who are fake as fucking phony and just use. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right. And also like your rep- your reputation will, I mean, anywhere you go, like your reputation will precede you. So if you treat people mm. like shit and you're like, oh, like you're just the janitor or whatever, you don't have your movie yet. You never know where people are the next day, tomorrow, in a couple of years who you talk to crazy. And then when it's, you know, when it's your turn to, you know, have a favor or want to find people to work with, they remember how you treat them. So yeah, exactly. absolutely authentic networking is a word from Corey that she blessed y'all with uh write it down and i've it, just like what you were saying i learned i'm afraid all the time and sometimes you just have to do it through the fear you just have exactly. to do it while afraid <laughs> like there's literally you know, no other way i wish there was a cheat a cheat sheet maybe true. take a shot or something i don't know right I don't Maybe know. Maybe that's you the, know. the workaround to get over the nerves you know? of the fear is to take a if shot. Okay, know. if you're in a state where weed is legal, go ahead and consume, son. And there you go. I, listen, even if if it's not, child, do what you got to do <laughs> to like to just calm to yourself and get through calm the fear. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, great advice. Don't be afraid to network, but make sure it's authentic networking. Y'all already know. Mm. Go off, boy. <laughs> Thank you.
Next in our show, you guys know we do the news mm -hmm. and all of our segments come from Shadow One Act, which is a publication, a black and brown publication that focuses on creators uh, who are black, brown in the industry doing big things, whether it's directing, acting, uh, writing, uh, costume design, whatever, they follow it. So we usually get the news from there. Um, like we always say, make sure you read all the things, but make sure you're also reading publications that focus on uh, the community because it's important that we keep up and it's important that we support one another. So yep. stay on top of that. All right, so we got news from the Marvel Girls. So Marvel's Blade starring the sexy, the ever so fine Mahershala Ali finally finds this director. So shout out to Mahershala Ali. I think that's great casting, by the way, Perfect. to be Blade. Perfect. Yeah, like, the, I mean, I love Wesley whew. Snipes as Blade, but if I were just yeah. anybody but Wesley Snipes, it would have been him. So yeah, perfect. I mean, and great choice. So mm -hmm. according to this article, uh, and this is written by Monique Jones, um, at long last, uh, Marvel has released a Blade update. And it's this Ooh. time they found the film's director. So we already know that Mahershala will be starring in it. Um, but they tap into the dark side of mm. Marvel. They have Mogul, excuse me. Yeah, Mogul Moogly director um, Basim Tariq has been tapped to direct Mahershala Ali as he dives into the dark side of Marvel. So this was according to Deadline. Um, the decision to hire Tariq comes from an arduous month-long search. Uh, Tariq becomes the fourth director of Color A to work hey. a, on a Marvel film. Um, I believe one of the other uh, directors of Color was uh, Ryan Coogler of Black Panther, just so y'all know. Mm -hmm. um, backing up uh, Figs in insistence on diversifying the MCU in front of and behind the scenes in the phase four and beyond. So mm -hmm. the report um, also says that Marvel's uh, Kevin Feig and Marvel um, Brass have met with dozens of candidates since fall 2020 and brainstormed the possibility of uh, who's going to basically take the helm of the writer-director position. So mm -hmm. um, as you know, due to Marvel hiring Stacey Osu. Kofor, uh, Marvel was set on having a writer and director team as opposed to having one person take care of everything. That's great. Mm. So it came down, of course, to Tariq. Um, congratulations to him. Um, I'm so glad. I think he is of Indian descent. So representing for uh, the Indian community out Ooh. there. Love to see it. Black and brown people of all shades and walks of ethnicity. Um, I'm excited for this. Again, they've already like, ooh, 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 ooh. They've already like tapped one best casting decisions with Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Um, I think if they if they had enough discernment to choose him, I believe that Tarek is gonna make this look amazing. They already say here that the character Blade was recently hinted at in a Disney Plus Marvel series, Loki. And if you haven't been watching Loki, go mm -hmm. back and check it out. Um, and, you know, Owen Wilson's character complains to uh, uh, Google Batham Ross character uh, oh, to keep Loki on track of the variants and stuff. So, you know, look out some of those little uh, I forget what they like gems or um, what are those things they, they leave in movies like. I don't uh, even know what those things are called. They, they have oh, I think they have a specific Easter name for eggs. Them. I think it's yeah. Easter eggs. There's yeah, a specific so, name for them in the Marvel universe yeah, that they name yeah. those shits when they. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And listen, I'm not of the Marvel world. I just jumped on with Pat Black Panther, and I just happened to like <laughs> Loki. So all the Marvel girls, y'all know all the storylines and all the mm -hmm. Easter eggs, honey. But listen, I'm very glad that Blade will be in whatever storyline y'all craft together. I'm glad that um, it will have its own movie, and I'm certainly glad that Mahershala Ali is going to star, and my man uh, Basim Tariq will direct. Congratulations to you. Yes, congrats. So, well done. That is no small feat, honey. Oh, um, all right. Speaking of fine chocolatey men, <laughs> my God, Jonathan. <laughs> okay, okay. Jonathan Majors uh, was actually cast in Loki before Ant Man three and got the latter role because of the former. Oh, come on with these headlines. Plot twist. Ooh, ooh. Plot twist. 
Okay. So again, this article was written by Monique Jones of uh, Shadow and Act. So Jonathan Majors wowed Loki fans. Yes, he did. If you haven't seen it, make sure you find somebody with that account. Watch Loki. And in that final episode, baby, when Jonathan Majors came out with Kang, he came out the Mm -hmm. character Kang, honey. (laughs) Thank you. Take me to the Kang, honey. Okay, cause to the Kang. Come on, cause he was so. I don't good. have much to bring. No. Woo. Yes, Lord. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, Loki fans. When he showed up as he who remains, but while most fans thought Majors turned uh, as he who remains came about because of the casting as Kang the Conqueror and Ant Man and the Wasp. Loki Mm -hmm. director Kate Heron said the opposite was true. So in an interview about the uh, season finale, Heron said that Majors was cast as King because of his role on who, who, excuse me, as he who remains leading the character to be uh, retcon, excuse me, in Kane, into a a Kane variant. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, that was very complicated. So forgive me if you don't understand that. All I know is this man killed that role and they were like, come on on Ant-Man. Just, just please. Like, let's, let's continue. (laughs) Let's continue to have him. Okay. So, um, Loki was quickly snapped up for a quantum manium. Okay. So, uh, they cast him for the role at the same time. Um, Kate Heron says when he was cast in that, it was because we knew he was going to be in our show first. So Kate wants you, Kate wants you to know. Okay, mm. she casted Jonathan Majors first. They had him in Loki. Uh, okay, I know all of y'all thinking, oh, Ant Man, that's where. No, bitch, he was supposed to be in Loki first, <laughs> period, point blank. Okay, uh, put some respect on her name. Okay, uh, <laughs> she knows okay. what she's talking about. Okay, <laughs> now uh. I really don't think she was as aggressive as I um, portrayed it to be, but. Mm. Listen, Jonathan Majors is an amazing talent. It's clear that how he killed, like, if you go back and see it, he killed the role of Kang in Loki. It's an amazing role. We've already seen him kill roles in so many other things. I mean, Lovecraft Country, first Black man in San Francisco. I mean, the last Black man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like, th- he has range. He has talent, Absolutely. period. So. I'm so glad that he is getting his flowers. I'm so glad that people are are like vying to cast him in so many things. It is well-deserved. And I can't, I mean, I don't even give a fuck that much about Ant-Man because, but since y'all got this beautiful, talented, chocolatey man um, in there, guess who's going to be watching Ant-Man 3? Me, I will. That's right. And Corey, come on. You got to, you know, you got to get your husband, child. You know, you already claimed it. You know, you already claimed him. And I love that for you. (laughs) What's his height, though? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a height thing, but I'm trying to get over that. Um, (laughs) We'll figure that out. (laughs) Woo, my Lord. Oh, six feet. Perfect. See, perfection. See, look, not you Googling the height. (laughs) You're so crazy. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of heights, into the heights, star. Okay, segue. Okay. <laughs> so Into the Heights star Leslie Grace to lead Batgirl film from Warner Brothers. All right. So this was um, officially confirmed by Deadline. Um, and she's been cast in the role of um, Batman. So congrats to her. Uh, Warner Brothers and HBO Max's upcoming Batgirl film is looking uh, for its uh, Barbara Gordon and it may be Leslie Grace. But we already learned again that she is, hey, she's going to be in Batman. And if you don't know her, she's in the musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda called In the Heights. Mm -hmm. Um, She stars... Uh, playing in the running the play and she's like the main character but HBO Max is also looking um, at so many they were looking at so many other people but again this was an updated article so if this sounds confusing forgive me um, so yeah she got the lead super okay. excited for her um, though in the 
you know, even though In the Heights is currently Grace's biggest film role, she's garnered a lot of attention prior to the film of her career. She's appeared in several music video with Meek Mill. Well, okay. K-pop boy band, okay. Super Junior, uh, Carol G, Becky G and others. Okay. If Grace, mm-hmm. you know, she lands, the role will increase. This is clearly going to increase her uh, Hollywood cachet as a leading actress, honey. Um, okay. And it would make her an official part of the DC Cinematic Universe. See, that's when you know see you once you get this superhero money okay mm-hmm. you are rolling honey these characters they be right. getting set. bank set okay so grace and afro latinx actor recently spoke about in the heights colorism controversy mm-hmm. addressing the root reporter uh felice leon concerns about the film's lack of focus on afro latinx um actors mm. despite washington heights being majority Afro-Latinx. So Mm. here is what she said. Um, I didn't realize until making this movie that I didn't really get to see myself or people that look like my siblings that are darker than me on screen, she said. I hope that this is uh, cracking the grass ceiling because I do hope to see my brothers and sisters that are darker than me lead these movies, okay? Okay. So yeah, I appreciate her saying that. There was a lot of controversy um, in in the Heights, not having enough Afro-Latinx representation. it definitely she was definitely one of the main I de- when I looked at her I was like yeah she definitely Afro Latino but it was fair it was definitely some fair criticism of the movie I yeah. saw the movie it was still a great movie but I think uh Lin-Manuel uh Miranda did a great job of course of writing it but of course he is known for breaking down barriers particularly when it comes mm-hmm. to diversity and what he's done with Hamilton so yep. I think it was very fair that they got that um criticism and they and they openly yeah. talked about it you know I'm what I mean that so someone said something about it yeah because it it's, it's it's important. a thing it's it's, it's a it is very important and it's not nothing to be glossed over but I'm so glad that this has propelled her that that movie in the heights has propelled her um to even uh get this uh DC uh check okay mm-hmm. as the new Batgirl so congratulations to her I will be watching that when it comes out on HBO Max and yeah, well-deserved, well done. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with that, that is the news, but you know what? (laughs) Hold on to your panties folks. Cause we got, we got an amazing interview coming up. Corey already, already uh, plugged her at the top. But when we Mm -hmm. come back, our interview with Alicia Menakaya. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey, hey. We are joined by the beautiful Alicia Minakaya. What's and up? And she yes. is here today. We're going to be interviewing her just about her career, mm-hmm. things that she's done, in the hopes to spot, mm-hmm. inspire other black and brown creatives to get off their asses and get out there and make some work. You know, let's, let's leave our marks. Okay? <laughs> Amen. All right. So first, I mean, we mm-hmm. have your bio, but we want you to kind of yes. give us your journey in your own words. Give us a little recap, girl. Whatever you want to say, say. Go ahead. It's like, floor's yours. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I was that awkward black girl mm-hmm. um, who grew up in an all-white state, Ooh. New Hampshire. Ooh, child. I know. Yeah. That's where my mother grew up. She's, yeah. she's white. She's from New Hampshire, so she's very familiar with that state. Mm-hmm. And my father's from Nigeria. And hey. Yeah, so I'm Niger, half Niger, half white. Hey. I'm Igbo. And I'm um, the oldest of three women, so it's always mm-hmm. been girl power in my family. And I start with saying that I was the awkward black girl because mm-hmm. um, that is why I'm in comedy now, you know? Got and it. being mm. biracial has also given me this kind of like light into differing values. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once again, it lends itself to comedy. So <laughs> yeah. uh, growing up there was it was okay but then I was ready to bust out and I yeah. moved to Boston which is super diverse I went mm-hmm. to an all-women's college which is Simmons University and while I was mm. there I recognized film and social justice as two passions of mine yeah. that I had never unlocked before I'd Amazing. always been a writer um, I actually used writing as a way to escape it was like I felt like yep. I, I had no mm. one to really talk to so I talked to myself I wrote mm. poetry and um, when I found film I it was like the world had opened up for me I'd found the medium for my writing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. very early when I was 19 I knew film was the next step for me I had 
this basic communications class that nobody took seriously. And wow. during this class, we had a five-minute silent film competition. And I was so excited. I busted out of the class with all these yeah. ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up getting into like the festival for that class. And I just, wow. I was like, okay, I, I took video production the next semester. And I was like, I'm done. Like film is definitely for me. So when I graduated, mm. I said, okay, it's basically either New York or LA. I want to give myself as much opportunity as possible. And yeah. I'd been on the East coast my whole life. I was ready for warm weather. Yes. I said, let's Come go. On. Let's Come go. on. Come on. There you go. Smack that up. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I drove my car to LA. Wow. From yes. New Hampshire. Wow. Wow. Um, and wow. you know, I told my I told my sister, I said, I, I'm gonna be a filmmaker and mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna do comedy. And mm -hmm. my sister, she's like the smart one. She's actually in <laughs> law school right now. She wow. says, uh, uh, I think that's a bad idea because um <laughs> Come on, family. <laughs> you're not a good storyteller and you're not funny. And I was wow. like, Bet I'm on my way. Thank you for the <laughs> blessings, sister. Cute. Love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. damn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Seven years later, here we are. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that is motivation. Yeah. That is right. definitely motivation. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad you are hard headed enough to believe in yourself, honey. Thank yes. you. Yes. Because that yes. could have. Especially coming from a sister that could have, you know, took a lot of people down. And like, if my sister would have said that to me, I'd be like, okay, I can't. Okay. I would have did a U-turn right on Route 66 on back. Like, well, let me give up on all well, my damn, dreams. Never mind. It, was hard, it was hard to hear. But, yeah. you know, they always tell you in this industry, get ready for rejection. Exactly. Yeah. Facts. Most yeah. Of, yeah. Most of the industry is rejection at mm -hmm. first, especially for people that look like us. Exactly. It's, yeah. Especially people that look like us. Mm -hmm. So what would you mm -hmm. say or who would you say are your biggest inspirations mm. in the industry? I love that question. I'd say... Uh, ironically, sadly, Bill Cosby was like an inspiration mm. for me. Mm. Grew up watching yeah. that show and felt inspired by it. Um, Eddie Murphy was an inspiration. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Mm, he got, come on, come on. <laughs> we love us some Whoopi. Okay. <laughs> That's our girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think everything, all the animation from Nickelodeon was really, yes. really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so, Paramount now is doing all these reboots of old stuff mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it's like, that mm -hmm. was the shit. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um. So definitely inspired by that. Yep. Yeah. That's what, that's what the people are, were into and like, they're not really coming up with anything new that's mm -hmm. good. So mm -hmm. they got to pull mm. from the archives, right? And, okay. And mm -hmm. Reboot some shit and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. I definitely watched a lot of Disney. Definitely. Same. Disney oh, kid. yes. I was a yes. huge Disney kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I like to that say that bad. my personality is a mix of Raven Baxter oh. and, and somebody else. Because I watch too much That's the Raven. So okay. I'm like, I'm like, I look at my personality now. I'm like, nope. why do I act just like Raven Baxter? Like, this is, this is When crazy. you were a kid, did you think that you had powers at any point? Like, oh. Mm, did I? No. I knew I didn't have any powers. But I was like, I just want to be just like Raven Baxter. And here we are. I'm like, I act too much like her. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it's a little scary, but it's fine. I was my girl. She's uh, good. I love the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah. The improv show. The improv yep. show. Yeah, That yep. always got one. me. And then SNL for a little while, Ooh. too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So those were, those were big for me. Did you like up. In Living Color? I actually was not allowed to watch like BET or anything. Oh, wow. um, my okay. father didn't want me to become like a trashy black American. <laughs> um, unfortunately, a lot of Africans have the same opinion of black yeah. people. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I was really only allowed to watch like Nickelodeon and Disney. <laughs> wow. Did you watch like Keenan and Kel though? I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that yeah. Was definitely definitely a good one mm -hmm. yeah all right so that's interesting to me when you said your your parents kind of sheltered you 
from some of the black entertainment with the way that it, you know, sort of was portrayed. Yes. How was that when you were in college connecting with things like social justice and really kind of leaning in? How was that journey for you? And I'm wondering how your parents and your sister feel now that you are a full-fledged direct or honey. Yeah. Okay. Talking yes. all, all, all about your uh, biracial journey. Like I want to, <laughs> how did, how did, how is that for you? So I get out of my white state and I enter a diverse world. And mm-hmm. that was just everything for me. I felt like I was catching up on everything. And I was recognizing that people's ideas of who I was were directly linked to TV, to films, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. music videos Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. that other cultures did not have. And Mm. so I, and that is very unique to the black culture is that these films are really affecting us on a daily basis yeah. In a way that it doesn't affect white people because white people, every, every aspect of, um, a white person's personality, individualism, um, right. every aspect of care of character and psychology is explored, has mm-hmm. been explored and for black people, it's so one note. And so it's honestly like a lot of black people in this industry do feel a responsibility to change the script literally so Mm -hmm. that's that's really how these two things fuse so so well together is social justice and film yeah i think you know there's kind of this this conversation like you know do black creators have responsibility to talk about you know social issues regarding black people and their work or right. can they just make art you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying right but right i don't know my my kind of stance is we kind of do mm-hmm. have responsibility there's a lot of work yeah. to do and you know you know you can't ignore the things that are going on mm-hmm. and, and i get the yeah. i just want to make art it doesn't have to be about black this black mm-hmm. that, but <laughs> it's the times we got to reflect the times yeah. art reflect the times like you know like people say so that's a good that's a good point that you that you brought up there mm-hmm. um 100% so kind of getting into more you getting into the industry how was your Mm. experience because i saw that you got an mfa from usc how was your experience with that because there are people who because judith also got you know a master's in you got a master's in screenwriting yeah yeah screenwriting at boston university oh yep yep we were down the street (laughs) from one another i was like okay yes um (laughs) but not all black people know each other (laughs) but um Some people, you know, get masters and some people don't. But how would you say Mm -hmm. that your experience getting a master's like helped you get to the industry or learn more about screenwriting? Mm. Mm. Um, USC was huge for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, if I'm going to go to film school and go into further debt, I want to go to one (laughs) one of the best schools. So Mm -hmm. I applied to only the best film schools in the country. And I was so lucky to get in like my first try. Wow. Um, It was, you know, during a time where it was like after Oscar's so white so they were mm-hmm. finally letting in some kids of color and um crazy let me tell you the professors the staff were not ready for us they oh, were wow. not <laughs> they had yeah. no idea what they were getting into child no, they wow. did not. i love to hear it <laughs> a lot of them <laughs> like to brag about mm. you know having ryan coogler in their classes because ryan mm. coogler is from mm. my program But Mm -hmm. Ryan is actually very open about the fact that he was homeless while he was at USC. So when they tell me that Mm. they were his professor, all I hear was, you were the person that really wasn't like there Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And that kind of lends itself to how ruthless the program can be. Mm. Mm. I will say like um, a lot of black people, when they get into baller opportunities like going to a top film school they do put themselves aside and they put Mm. they make the school their entire priority Mm -hmm. so that might have also been a part of the problem of ryan's homelessness Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. yeah i definitely yeah but i will say the program was awesome like i grew so much i learned a lot um, while I was there, I recognized I didn't I didn't fully commit to comedy until I was at USC. Mm. Mm. So what was it that made you kind of what was that like that switch that went off in your head that made you want to fully commit to comedy while you were there? 
Uh, I was just recognizing the comedic elements in my writing and Mm. saying, you know, why don't I just lean all the way into this? Mm -hmm. And when I did, boom, like doors just opened. Nice, nice. And yeah, I'm so grateful. Um, I just needed an opportunity to be a mad scientist, (laughs) make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And learn and grow. You can do that outside of school, obviously. But I was able... Because my my class was diverse, I was able to get a global perspective on why my stuff was shitty or whatever, mm-hmm. you why know, like yeah. why it wasn't yeah. hitting, you yeah. know. So it was great. Yeah. Wow. That's dope. What was one of your like favorite projects that you worked on at USC and even afterwards too? My favorite experience at USC was hands down working on the USC sketch comedy show. Um, it's mm-hmm. a live show. It's basically USC's version of SNL. We okay. have yeah, a live audience, four cameras nice. working at the same four. time. Wow, okay. Come angles. On. Get them angles. Come on, multicam. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you're directing from like a booth and you're you're wow. you're saying, you know, you're saying to your cameras, okay, uh, cue camera one, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cue camera two, take it. Camera four, take it. Wow. Back to camera one, take it. And mm-hmm. it's like all live and you're just trying to go with it. It's an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. And to hear mm. your audience laugh in real time is like, oh, it's that everything. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's I know really that's great. right. Yeah. So yeah. that's so dope. Mm-hmm. That must feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting more into like, you know, you've had a couple of internships and had the mm-hmm. chance to have really great internships mm-hmm. for people who kind of are like outside of the industry and may not mm-hmm. have um, access to those internships or things like that. Or even people who are, you know, have those access to those internships and want to do those. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some key things that you learned during those internships that helped you mm-hmm. grow more in your craft mm-hmm. and also just in your profession? Okay. Um, I would say that every opportunity has another opportunity in it. You mm-hmm. may okay. not see it say on, that. on the outside. That's a t-shirt. But I'm <laughs> okay. That is a word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've had internships that were unpaid that felt paid, like mm-hmm. where they they kind of recognize that, okay, you're unpaid, so we're going to like hook you up in other ways. And sometimes oh, those nice. hookups are way better than the money. Um, mm. Like, for example, I was interning with um, Film Independent to shoot uh, the LA Film Festival. And while I was okay. there, they gave me an all access pass. So Amazing. I used that pass to go to after parties and to network and mm-hmm. to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And that is where I met Lena Waithe. And go off. Okay, I was like, go. I was like, Lena, I will do anything for you. <laughs> Deadass. And that I is the pitch. Like, I will do anything. I basically was like, I will yeah. do anything for you. She was like, bet, like hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> Not bet. No, she she really, she was very casual. She was like, hit me up on Facebook. And I said to myself, I'm never going to talk to this woman ever again. Like, for sure. I hit her up on Facebook and she actually replied and wow. she hired me and I worked for her for like years. Like, work. Oh, wow, okay. Yes. That's amazing. And now she's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I did that job years ago for free. I worked for her. Wow. And, and people still like are like, so what was it like to work for Lena? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, because she Yo. is. She's that girl mm-hmm. right now. She period. Killing, <laughs> killing the game. Okay. She's amazing. Yes. Yeah. We stand her. Yeah. Honestly, that's a, that's a great opportunity too. Just yeah. Like. Putting yourself out there yes. and like taking, like you said, taking the opportunity that you have and spinning it into something else. That's yes. game of finessing, and that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my god. I would say yeah, yeah. Stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Like exactly. mm. go to these unpaid internships looking good because good people are going. Mm. If you take yourself seriously, they're gonna say okay, like you clearly wanna you wanna be here. Mm-hmm. Like right. you want to be seen. Like let's make that happen for you. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't have shame a lot of times. <laughs> and honestly, you, honestly can't. you can't have any. I don't come on, any. you gotta shoot your shot. I mean it's okay. Like shoot don't that play. shot. Don't play and don't be scared either. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay. Is that a lot of writers can be, you know, like this and I, can, I get yeah. it. 
I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a piece mm-hmm. of me that's like that. But, you know, you got to <laughs> you got to push through to get where you want to be, you know? Yeah. You yes. know. I will say growing up as like the town Negro, I, um, I was, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm back. Go ahead. I was like, I was like famous by default. And so there was never an yeah. opportunity for me to hide because people were always like, that you know they always had eyes on me Mm -hmm. and so I kind of like got used to that of like how always having eyes on me so Mm -hmm. you kind of just take that you run you walk into a big Hollywood room and you're like hey I want to talk to you you know yeah 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 the worst they can say is no exactly next person some people some people know (laughs) is death like yeah. some people like yeah. rejection is death. Yeah, they literally fall yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I used to be. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna pass yeah. out. I'm gonna melt. But it's like yeah. bitch, you're fine. Like you are fine. Chill out. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Oh my <laughs> I get goodness. That completely. Yeah, completely understand. So wait, okay. So in the moment, you know, you're you're you've worked with Lena. Mm-hmm. Clearly both of, I mean, maybe before you even knew it, like both of your like careers are kind of parallel, right? You're a yes. writer, she's a writer. Yes. You know, I think she's done some directing and you're doing What directing. hasn't she done? What yeah. hasn't she done? Facts, facts. Yeah, resume is long. Okay. Okay. Um, one, what was sort of your biggest lesson from working with her specifically? Okay. Um, and then when it comes to writing, directing, do you prefer one over the other? Mm. Is it like a mutual love? Like, mm. what, what, how do you feel about yeah, that? Um, the biggest thing that I learned from Lena was actually just authenticity and like being yourself. Mm. There were mm. times where we would walk into CAA, which is the biggest agency Yep. low-key in the world mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. she would be wearing yeah. like a bulls like bulls <laughs> sweatpants like bulls jordans with a bulls cap and i'm like yo like i was like yo lena like this is a big place like we need to like you know look you know yeah. professional yeah. Mm-hmm. whiter we need to look you know it's similar a little mo <laughs> yeah yes. i'm just feeling yes. like we don't belong here yeah, yeah. and she yeah. always wherever we went always had respect was just always earned given to her Mm. she was never a quote-unquote like bitch and Mm. i learned that Mm. i didn't have to be all i needed to do was be myself Mm -hmm. and know my shit exactly because no one can say anything if you know if you know your shit so exactly it was a definitely a good lesson lena was the one that brought me into meetings with black producers black writers black directors black all mm. black everything and and if you look at tv you wouldn't think that that existed mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. me to even be in that room i said i can't leave now like i know too much yeah i must stay yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah no, choice. yeah. no for real. choice and as far as like writing and directing goes i think that's really really hard for me i definitely mm-hmm. love writing but um, I love directing. I love putting mm. it together. I love working with actors, especially comedic actors. Like yeah. we're literally laughing like all day. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so awesome. what are your kind of some favorite things that you love about directing? Because we're writers. We don't know much about directing, yep. but for the people who don't know much about it either, what are kind of some favorite things that you love about it? Some elements. Yeah. Mm, I think... It is working with actors. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, it's make believe. It's like yeah. getting adults to play again. It's mm. like inner child work. Inner yes. child work. Yes. yes. To let go of the bullshit and yeah, uh, yeah play and mm. um, find themselves in this character, whatever that character may be. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's dope. And so I watched Finding Negro. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you kind yes. of come up with that concept and mm-hmm. what was it like making that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came out as a, it was a joke. <laughs> I was just joking with my friend and I was like, what if like a, what if like a, you know, what if a white person got this DNA letter and it said that most of their background was black? Like how mm. would they feel about themselves? Because um, even now, like during the pandemic, we saw like a bunch of, white people like get on board with black lives matter like mm-hmm. out of nowhere it felt mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so out of nowhere is the key <laughs> yeah, yeah out of nowhere out of Keyboard. nowhere yeah. so if someone really felt like they identified with the black community all of a sudden what would they do mm-hmm. like how would they respond mm. and so i created a story about a white person who didn't feel comfortable or connected to the world that they were in and when they 
discovered or thought that when they thought that they were black they found community Mm, because that Mm. is the gem of being black is that we see each other that is facts always yeah Mm -hmm. not always Always. but most of the time i always see (laughs) a black nod in a in an office can get you through the day because you feel like no one can see you you find that one of one of uh, 60 (laughs) on the floor with you yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, i always be counting black people everywhere i go (laughs) i'll be like hold on how much of a okay look at us yay i'm like i see you (laughs) for that girl exactly exactly um i had the audition process for that was really interesting i had a million white boys want that part and i made you don't say and i i know they would love it i knew they would love oh, it they loved it and uh Ooh. they um i forced them to say like <laughs> racist shit to me like to my face mm. and that was my test i was like if you can't say these lines like i'm not i'm not taking you and i don't even remember what i made them say but <laughs> there were so many guys that were like looking at me and looking at the script and they were like like like, yeah they couldn't do it so um the guy that i chose is angel saint from heaven like Mm. i love him so much i don't write um white male characters anymore that Mm. was the last maybe forever the last time i'll ever have Mm. a white man be the lead of a film i'm creating but Mm. um I'm glad I went out with that one. He's like nice. the best yeah, guy he ever. Was, he was His great. name's Bo Bowker. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Okay. Shout out to you. Shout yeah. out to you. Bo. Shout out to Bo. <laughs> yeah, he was great. I, I enjoyed him. He yeah. did his thing. He, he he's great. He knew the assignment. He understood and he carried it out. He yeah, delivered. Well. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Quick question for you. In terms of the film festival uh process. What was your process to enter? How was that process for you? Like, what 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 tips can you give uh, folks if they want to also enter in a, a film festival as well? A lot of people say that you should have film festivals in mind even before you shoot. Like, mm. because there are certain festivals that want a certain time, a certain length, a mm-hmm. certain, like, look, or um, a certain, t- like, topic or genre. So if you can hit multiple topics and genres you are now eligible for so many different festivals and Mm. if you can take a look at what has won at those festivals in the current years you can Mm kind of get a taste of like what they're looking for and work from there and oftentimes it's not something ridiculous it can be really like nuanced and, and simple Um, but I will say that the, sometimes the festival entering process is actually really simple. Um, if you have the money for it, Mm. I spent like Uh at least a thousand dollars just submitting. Um, and those were, those were student rates. Um, some of the festivals will cost 60 to a hundred dollars each just to apply. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you enter your scripts and like writing competitions or whatever, because they charge too. Yeah, they do. Those little mm-hmm. fees can add up too. So they yeah, do keep that up. in mind. Yeah, but so, it's an investment. Yes, I mean, it's all. It's like you know, it, instead of paying for the marketing for billboards, you're mm-hmm. paying for it to be distributed and marketed at festivals. Kind right. of. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of killing right. you know, a couple birds with one stone type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did it feel to get your first accolade and your accolades for your films? How does that? How did you feel in that moment? Yes, it was. It was great. It was honestly amazing um, because I was showing this film in class and my professors, it was still kind of rough. I hadn't mm-hmm. finished it yet. And my professors were like, do you see that no one is laughing? Oh, okay. Like, do you see? And I'm like, yes, I see that. And I'm, I understand that it's like a masterpiece in progress. Like, mm-hmm. I mm. still believed in my shit and my class The class that I was showing that film to, there was only one other black kid and he was cracking up in the back. (laughs) And I just said to myself, okay, I'm just, I'm I'm writing for a black audience. I know what I'm doing. I'm so happy that he's laughing. And if I didn't have him, I don't know. It would have been harder for me to see, you know, if it was funny or not. And that's, that is one thing about comedy. You know, it's working very early, usually like, yeah, yeah, you know, drama is so much harder. I don't know how people Mm -hmm. do drama. Like, (laughs) yeah, you got to really unlock some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. I think that's so hard. Yeah. 
Mm. People say that comedy is really hard, but I mean, yeah, I hear I hear both. Yeah, because sometimes you say like the yeah. funny people do drama and then the dramatic people do comedy in terms of like writing. Yes. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, interesting I agree. I think it's interesting, too. I do prefer comedy more. But yeah, I've definitely written a script and that when you hear that silence and the no laugh, that shit, I mean, <laughs> ooh, that that hit my heart. Child. But yeah, you have to like going back to what you said, mm-hmm. still believing. And you said like. It, this is a masterpiece at work, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, in progress. Another yes. t-shirt. Damn, Another t-shirt. I'm like, let me write mm-hmm. that down next time, you know, because <laughs> you have to keep that in mind because sometimes it's not going to hit for certain audiences. And the very fact that you had the discernment to be like, oh, my man's over there is laughing. Mm-hmm. Bet. I know, I know I have something here. Yes. I know what I'm doing here. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think kudos for you. And that's a big lesson in understanding like how to keep propelling your work forward despite you know some rejections or some you know milestones or you know that you may hit along the way if that makes sense so yes yes uh, I am taking comedy notes. is still very much so white and male yeah. it's just mm-hmm. so white mm-hmm. it's like oh my god yeah. so <laughs> yeah um yeah it was very I I I, I hate that I seek validation in this way but Film, yeah. filmmaking is like that like you're, yeah. you're you're trying to win awards like even mm-hmm. at even at your best and in your prime you're still trying to get emmys and oscars and approval and yeah. it's a kind of yep. like a popularity contest mm-hmm. in that way and so mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to seek validation and and still like hold some level of authenticity yeah and that's the thing yeah just about black creators and the industry like you said it is very white male and i like to say a lot it is good to have those accolades like emmys and stuff but i just Mm -hmm. feel like black creators we shouldn't be like hanging on to that validation from these white institutions but it is good to be recognized but sometimes it's like sometimes we're just not making shit for them and they're just not going to get it like you were saying, like in the class. So on that, on that note, I'm so grateful that the golden globes was kind of like, you know, uh, got in trouble for for paying people to vote in favor of their, Mm -hmm. of their (laughs) movies, their, their, films yeah. um, that's crazy because we need to recognize that it's not just the golden globes that's getting that's paid. right it's the emmys and it's the oscars it's everything yep. and i hope that more and more people get caught yeah <laughs> yeah Same. i'm no, on that. I'll have a little witch hunt you know mm-hmm. okay like, i have my stick out with my donuts like who I'm a, I'm a snitch okay. i'm a snitch <laughs> right. bitch ah. snitch mother okay <laughs> Okay. All the hands. Mm-hmm. And that's important to point out because like you said, where we want that validate, everybody wants that validation, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't acknowledge the politics behind all that stuff. A lot of those times it's like people are, they have teams that are, are just set to market to those specific Um, award shows and they know how to maneuver through the like red tape of it all and get their stuff whether it's good or not right but Mm -hmm. it's not as an even playing field as you know has been you know reported so yeah I think that's a great point and going back to what Corey was saying like you can't just accept the validation just for what it is because there's a whole other stuff behind it doesn't mean that your stuff isn't good maybe it's like well apparently you didn't have the right marketing team so your wonderful ass movie isn't recognized or even put or nominate you know what i mean like it's so much that goes into it it's Mm -hmm. bullshit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a lot of politics yeah just a lot of red mm -hmm. tape yeah a lot of red tape so good points there but Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to so obviously we talked about rejection earlier and Mm -hmm. how it's just such a big part of being in this industry what advice Mm -hmm. would you give to people you know who's like like we talked about people who will melt if they get rejected or pushing through that and just kind of like you said believing knowing that you know your work is gonna hit even if no one else sees a vision right now yeah yeah i say do things with as much intention as possible like really know Mm. why you're making the things that you're making because if nobody likes it at the end of the day you can still like it and you can Mm -hmm. say i was able to express this part of myself that like i didn't i haven't been able to or like Mm -hmm. i've really wanted to for a long time and um it gives you know give to yourself don't mm-hmm. just give to whatever you think that people want right now yep. um, because it'll leave you with nothing sometimes. Yeah. Child. 
Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you better give That's us it. these t-shirt quotes, girl. Okay. <laughs> I feel the spirit with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the atmosphere. Okay. So, okay. So with that, what I'm, I mean, the future is clearly wide and bright for you, clearly. Mm-hmm. But what are some of like your future career goals that you want to accomplish? Mm. I want to write and direct comedy. Mm-hmm. I want to write and direct, create my own show. And mm-hmm. I want to own my own production company so that I can green light yes. diverse storytellers. Mm-hmm. So I can green light LGBTQIA and women yes. and people of color and everything that, I mean, I, I'm, I think all these companies are trying to move forward with diversity like inclusion kind of programs but you really need to start from the ground up I Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. uh, to make it like really an impact one thing that I'm really grateful that I've done that I worked for macro which is run Mm. by Charles and Stacey King yes Um, yes, they were just at the Oscars for Judas and the Black Messiah and it was so wonderful to see people that I worked for black people that I worked for at the Oscars this year like Mm -hmm. yeah um, it was very rewarding to see that so their initiative, and it says it like on their manifesto, is to make things about people of color. So oh to have gosh. that on the manifesto is everything. I would like to do something very similar with my own company. And I was telling my one of my best friends my dreams. And yeah. he was like, All right. I was like, I want to write and direct comedy. He said, Bet, you can do that tomorrow. I said, Okay, well, I want to make my own, I want to have my own production company. He said, Done. You can do that tomorrow. He's like, mm. What do you really want to do? I said, I want to win like an Oscar before my grandma dies. Mm. Now yeah. that is specific, yeah. Yeah. I want to win an Emmy like before she passes because she's yeah. she's my everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Touch my heart. Touch my heart. I'm saying I'm in, honey. I'm saying I'm in. <laughs> yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. the manifestations, well, all the time you yes. get specific. So yeah. it's like, I want to do this, but what specifically do you want to do? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You put it out in the yeah. universe. So the universe can be like, okay, bet. Mm-hmm. Work yeah. that. <laughs> so now mm. he's working. He's working. Okay. Um, but any projects you want to plug that you're working on right now? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I am about to uh, create my own comedy uh, stand-up show, like a live show. Yes. Um, I'm gonna host <laughs> it, and I'm gonna have maybe five or six comics. And I'd love to have at least one little celebrity comic be with us as well. Mm-hmm. So I Ooh. actually was on the phone with an event planner today and we're gearing yes, towards yes. having a show in September and October. Wow. Okay. Nice. And I are there. Yeah. You there, girl? Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to stay tuned. We stay are tuned. so excited. Yes. Okay. That's exciting. Congrats. Thank that's you a big so deal. much. Thank that you is. so much. Yeah. It's not only are you putting together you know, a show of content, but you're having to actually organize an event, which is hard work. I mean, I've had to do that stuff too. So that's a big deal. Thank you. Thank you. We love to see it. We love to see okay. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm coming. We coming. Oh, please. Yeah, girl, I'm oh, coming. Of course. I'm, I'm coming. Dress the nice girl. I'm letting them yes. know. Okay. Of course. I'm my I'm cookie sure. lions fur coat on <laughs> in California burning up. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to think she's the celebrity. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one? Yeah. For sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alicia, for coming through. This was a great interview, yes. and I'm sure you will definitely inspire. Some listeners, somebody's going to be inspired by what you said here today because you gave us some gems, girl. I am inspired. Um, <laughs> what y'all are doing is amazing. I was so happy when you reached out to me and I was like, definitely, like, I will do this. Um, please continue to grow. And I would love to, you know, share this work that you're doing and hopefully you can get some more people in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate Thank it. You. We we do it just for, just for people like us, you know, who yes. just want to have their work out there and want to see other people like them doing it too. Cause that's where we started. Yes. This is we saw no, nobody yeah. looked like us doing podcasts like this. You know, we said, I used yes. to listen to podcasts at work when I was teaching myself screenwriting and it was all Bill and Bob and fucking John and Jim. Just, I'm like, I don't want to listen to them. You mm-hmm. know, like, I somebody <laughs> like mm-hmm. me. I want to listen to somebody like Judith. So mm-hmm. yes. that's what we do it for. So I'm, yes. I'm just excited that, you know, we're all here and we can share our experiences and yes. inspire the next generation. I feel seen. I feel heard. Yes. Yay! Yay! Where uh, would you like 
people to yes. find you and mm-hmm. reach out to you and support you. Also, y'all, if y'all get a chance, y'all need to see her um her her pictures, honey. Girl, like, we gonna post it. We gonna post it. Like, they gonna see. So somebody gonna see that thing because she you. Was, Mm. Yes. Um, all my work is on my website. Uh, at, mm-hmm. at amenakaya.com. That's amen, A-K-A-Y-A.com. And uh, check me out. Yeah, we're going to put that in the description. Yes. For the episode as well. So mm-hmm. check her out, guys. She's dope. Yes. She's, she's so going dope. places. She's already places, but she's going even more places. Child. child amen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. This was great. This was great. Y'all, I mean, what an amazing interview we had with Alicia. Like, truly a talent. Like, like, I cannot, like, go support. Like she said, she has her comedy show that's coming out of you in LA. Mm -hmm. We're definitely going to plug it to make sure you guys know the dates. We can go and support her so that she continues like all the wisdom that she gave to us. Amazing. And because of that, we are going into our niggas you should know segment. And the only nigga you need to know from this episode is alicia menakaya yes i mean if you were not listening she she graduated from usc mfa program in film and tv production honey okay she did a writing and directing focus honed in on comedy okay as we said already she's from manchester new hampshire she grew up there but you know what she definitely started to identify with herself and understand who she is and her biracial story and her queerness in her in the filmmaking world and usually connecting with that story and making sure to express and share that openly on USC's campus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And honey, she said she knew who she was. Okay. When she got that criticism, she was like, oh, this is a working masterpiece, honey. You don't what you don't understand. You don't understand. Okay. And she did it with such like confidence and just calm in herself it wasn't a big to do she knew who she was when she told the story about how she shared that film and the one black dude in her her class started laughing Mm -hmm. she knew she she was on to something sweetie she she you that's the kind of confidence you need to have in yourself in in knowing that what you're creating is good and it is good to be not only distributed but it is good to be recognized and to be made period point blank um Listen, she already went through her resume. She worked with Lena Wave. She worked at Amazon Studios, HBO, Macro, Film Independent, all of those things she used to help to get to the place where she is writing her own stuff. She is directing her own stuff. I mean, her Racking short. Up accolades. Come on. First place at the Jackie, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Oki Comedy Film Festival in 2018 was her short film, Finding Negro and the Audience Award for Best Short Film at the African American, uh, the American Black Film Festival Comedy Festival in 2021 for Club Beige. She's on her way. This is just the beginning. And we're all, like we said, we're going to support her and the comedy shows that she has. And and no doubt in all the affirmations she told us, she's going to be directing her own show. She's going to be writing her own show. We are going to be watching her show, okay? And so I cannot wait for the great things that will happen for her. Um, she's a, she's such, she's, she's so much fun to have in the studio, even though, you know, some of us were farther and some of us were nearer. Uh, <laughs> she was great to have. And you guys really, really, really need to know that she is the nigga you should know. Check out her work. Um, she she already plugged it um, already, but I'm going to say um, www.amenakaya.com. That's amenakaya.com. And check out all her stuff. Amazing photos. And uh, yeah, she definitely got next for sure. Like me and Corey could just sense it in the rules. She got next. Check her out. Support her. She's amazing. And yeah, that is our Niggas You Should Know segment. All right. And hey. yeah, Judith killed that. Thank you so much Uh-oh. for, you Thank know, you. reminding us of how amazing our guest today was, Miss Alicia Minakaya. Yes. And uh, that's our show. We are going to be having, hopefully having guests until, shoo, until August, guys. So yes. get ready to hear more stories from other black um 
I think all of our guests are black. Yeah, I usually say black and brown, but all of our guests are black. (laughs) The ones coming on are black. So other black creatives who are not just writers, but also directors, producers. Some of them have their own production companies. Some of them have credits on credits on credits. So um, you may know, you may even know some of them. So um, yeah, just get ready for uh, our next uh, couple guests that we have coming on. We're super excited to be talking to more people. Thank you so much. for uh alicia for um coming on today and blessing yes. us with the gems and the knowledge i already told her when she was here but just okay. want to thank her again when she listens back <laughs> thank you girl Yay. we love to see it and like <laughs> judah said we are going to be plugging anything that you do and we are so excited for yes. your super bright future and your super bright present so okay blessings all around and yeah look out for more guests that we're gonna have coming on hopefully you Mm -hmm. know this episode inspires i'm sure this episode will inspire somebody out there um to to keep it going and to keep it moving and to put their work out there so that is what we do it for um yeah but anyways that is episode 84 oh my god continue to like subscribe comment do just do all the things that you can possibly do um to support the show grab some merch yes um yeah and grab all of it yes we are gonna you know get we're getting back to the youtube so putting episodes on youtube so look out for Mm -hmm. that um and yeah stay black and beautiful y'all because look we need it out here in these streets okay okay Oh, uh, and that is on who and what? That is on Mary Had a Mother Little Lamb Beach. So oh. that's E. <laughs> 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 All right, I got to go now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.